0: Ashwagandha is one of the most popular herbal nootropics out there today. People use it for anxiety, stress, exercise, and even fertility. But does it actually deliver? In this podcast, we're discussing everything you need to know about ashwagandha, including how it works in the body, the science, its benefits, dosing, side effects, and much more. Let's jump into it. What is going on everybody? Welcome back to the Holistic Nootropics Podcast. My name is Eric and I'm here to help you boost your supplement and nootropic performance one way you could do that is by heading on over to holisticnootropics.com and downloading a copy of my free supplement buying guide. I created this buying guide to help you identify all of the problematic ingredients that are being put into supplements being sold in the $100 billion supplement industry today because believe it or not, most of the supplements being sold today are absolute junk because they are filled with all of these problematic fillers, excipients, preservatives, all kinds of toxic ingredients that take away from the beneficial aspects of the supplement products you're buying in the first place. So you can use this guide to identify those fillers and Uh, preservative ingredients to avoid, to make sure you are only buying the best quality supplement and nootropic products being sold out there today. Again, you can download that guide for free over at holisticnootropics.com. Also, if you are new to the Holistic Nootropics podcast and you're watching this either on YouTube or the audio version, please take a second and remember to subscribe. And if you are in fact enjoying this podcast, if you're watching this on YouTube, give it a thumbs up and leave a comment down in the comments below and we'll continue the conversation down there. And if there's anything you want to know specifically pertaining to this video, everything is timestamped in the description below so you can hop around however you'd like. Okay, let's jump into today's podcast all about ashwagandha. So what is ashwagandha? Ashwagandha is an adaptogenic herb. It's maybe one of the most popular adaptogenic herbs. And if you don't know what an adaptogenic herb is, Plainly, simply put, it is a uh, compound that can physiologically help your body adapt to the physiological response of stress. So, that includes stress hormones, that includes your entire hypothalamus pituitary axis. And I made an entire video about how adaptogens specifically do this. I'll link to that here in the video, either above or below. Um, so, traditionally, Ashwagandha has been used for many years in Ayurvedic medicine, specifically for stress, anxiety, sexual health and libido, and improving physical performance. In fact, it's also known uh, as Indian ginseng, winter cherry, or the poison gooseberry. But recently, here in Western cultures, it's become a very popular nootropic compound for its cognitive enhancing properties, which include its ability to boost physical performance and improve specifically uh, testosterone and testosterone-related things like libido, um, fertility, sperm uh, sperm count, sperm motility, uh, a lot of different things geared towards male fertility and male uh, male hormones, uh, but it can also help female hormones as well. And females do need testosterone, As well. Um, Now, one of the most important things you need to know about ashwagandha if you're going to go out there and buy it is that there are two different kinds of ashwagandha being sold out there. Now, um, if you don't go for the nootropic versions, like you just want the herb ashwagandha, you can find the herb ashwagandha typically in tinctures or in supplement forms. You'll find those all over, but um, you will also find Ashwagandha being sold in two different forms either KSM66 or Sensoril. So um, these are extracts with super potent um, versions of the traditional or they are super potent version super potent versions of traditional Withania somnifera uh, that's the plant that ashwagandha comes from but they have uh, some different attributes that differentiate them. So KSM-66, first off, is a full-spectrum ashwagandha extract. Um, This is really kind of the more nootropic version. So if you are looking for ashwagandha specifically for nootropic benefits, it's best to go with the KSM-66. The extraction process includes pre-treating the ashwagandha roots with milk as is done by traditional Ayurvedic healers and um, throughout their texts. And so this reinforces the full-spectrum ashwagandha ashwagandha benefits so um the biggest benefit that has been studied from KSM-66 is its ability to lower anxiety. Um, so you're going to find that this contains anywhere between eight and fifteen percent withanolides, which are the bioactive steroid-based constituents of ashwagandha. Um, it's really this number between eight and fifteen percent that's the ideal number. You don't want that too low because then you're going to miss out on the uh, uh, on what makes ashwagandha. Uh, really bioactive in your body, but you also don't want too high because then um, uh, then the constituents can become toxic. Uh, and then you have sensoril which is actually made from the roots and leaves. Uh, this has a higher withanolide content because it's more, uh, it's more comprehensive because it's from the roots and the leaves versus just the roots, which is what KSM-66 comes from. Um, and this one actually elicits a more sedating, more relaxing adaptogenic quality. Of ashwagandha. So at the end of the day, you know, it's bio individuality. So what works best? KSM 66, that tends to be the more popular version used within nootropic uh, that you're going to find for nootropic purposes. But, you know, you do have people who benefit more from the sensoral version. So my suggestion is, if you are looking for nootropic benefits of ashwaganda, start with KSM-66, but don't shy away from the sensoral Vision uh, version either. You're gonna find that one out there in the marketplace. And so, if you want to, if if you take KSM-66, you don't have a good experience from it, turn around and try the Censorial version, and then you might know. Okay, maybe you respond better to that one. Everybody responds differently. It's just kind of you know a broad. Uh, like a broad outlook at the difference between the two. But at the end of the day, it's still ashwagandha. It's still going to have the withanolides. It's still going to give you uh, a lot of the benefits that you get. It's just that there are, you know, there are a few differences between the two. So uh, in short, try both, see which one works best for you. So who is ashwagandha uh, good for? So ashwagandha, It is the granddaddy adaptogen that you should be using for stress control. So let's say you've identified in yourself, you have an overactive stress response. Maybe you've taken a Dutch hormone test and you see that you have very high cortisol and you're a little worried about that. Um, Even though I don't think that's the best way to interpret a Dutch test, you know, do you have high cortisol? Is that a problem? You know, you have to uh, apply some more context to that. But let's say you do feel as if you do have an overactive stress response. You know, you tend to get stressed out very easily. The physical uh, manifestations of stress, you know, they do cause you more anxiety. It causes you sleeplessness at night. Um, It is causing you, uh, you know, different, uh, maybe it's making you sick a lot, whatever it is. Ashwagandha could probably help. Because that's what it's for. It's for stress. Um, Male fertility. So if you're a male who feels as if you're low in testosterone, uh, ashwagandha can be helpful. And then really anyone looking for these certain nootropic benefits, so anti-anxiety, more calm, more sedation. Uh, Again, those who are stressed out, those looking for a little bit more of a, uh, you know, relief from anxiety, that's who who ashwagandha is good for. How does ashwagandha work? So in the brain, ashwagandha is a GABA-A agonist, which is also the main target of most of your pharmaceutical anxiolytic uh, therapies. It's also been shown to boost serotonin. And so these contribute to its anxiolytic antidepressant profile. So, you know, there is some research out there showing that ashwagandha can be beneficial for depression, definitely for anxiety. Um, and so you also get a neuroprotective effect. So there is some preclinical evidence that shows uh, ashwagandha has the ability to promote neurogenesis. So it boosts nerve, uh, neural growth factor, BDNF, um, which of course gives it neuroprotective more synaptic plasticity that sort of thing in the body as an adaptogen it calms the hpa axis that is your main stress superhighway from the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis and so um So it can calm that response. And it's that overactive response that creates more stress hormones, more feelings of stress, excess cortisol, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Again, I talk all about that in the adaptogens video, which I have linked here in this video. And then you also see some anti-inflammatory and immune boosting properties from ashwagandha. So the main benefits, stress reduction, antidepressant, anti-anxiety, male fertility and cortisol may lower cortisol. Uh, In fact, there are um, clinical studies measuring, uh, you know, how much, uh, actually, let me come back to that. Um, So you're going to see uh, your Okay, let me start over. So the main benefits of ashwagandha, stress reduction, antidepressant, anti-anxiety, can boost male fertility and testosterone. That's because that's due to its ability to lower cortisol because the higher cortisol you have, the lower your testosterone is gonna be. This has been seen in several um uh, many preclinical studies but specifically it has also been seen in human studies as recently as 2022 this study was an eight-week randomized double-blind placebo-controlled uh, trial with 50 adult males who each took 300 milligrams twice a day of ksm-66 ashwagandha so that's 600 milligrams a day now the results were compared to placebo ashwagandha root extract supplementation was associated with a statistically significant increase in the total perception of sexual well-being uh, being and uh, actual serum testosterone. So um, they felt more sexual, uh, sexual benefits and they also had higher levels of testosterone in their blood. Uh, and that was in eight weeks, 600 milligrams a day of KSM-66 done in 2022. Uh, You're also going to see sleep benefits. Nootropic benefits you're going to see um, with memory, and so this has been studied in humans. Uh, There was one study that showed 1,000 milligrams of ashwagandha in an aqueous Uh, extract, so a liquid extract for two weeks. Double-blind placebo-controlled observational trial um, showed an uh, increase in memory and executive function. And then there was another randomized double-blind placebo-controlled trial with 50 subjects um, who had memory impairment, early dementia, or low score on a general cognitive function test. They either took placebo or 600 milligrams of ashwagandha for eight weeks. At the end of the eight weeks, participants taking the ashwagandha saw statistically significant improvements compared with the placebo group in most memory tests, executive function executive function, and attention, though uh, not visual spacing processing. So they saw, so what these two studies show is that those taking ashwagandha in double-blind placebo-controlled randomized trials did see um, boosts in both memory and executive function um, metrics. So in the body, Some benefits include possible lowering of LDL cholesterol and blood glucose. Um, Again, remember the endocrine system where all the hormones are, the testosterone, the estrogen, even the cortisol, that all runs alongside uh, um, glucose metabolism. So, uh, So if you are seeing benefits, in cortisol, you're probably going to also see benefits in blood glucose metabolism, which you see here. For exercise, it has been shown to increase weight training power output and VO2 max. Um, it can in help. Uh, it has been shown to improve bone health, uh, bone density, so bone health, um, and it's also being studied as a possible treatment for cancer. So I'd rather not get into all that. That's a little bit above my pay grade, but you get the idea. Lots of benefits to ashwagandha there are also some potential side effects that you want to look out for. Now, it has not been studied, these side effects. You know, when they do these studies, they're not seeing many side effects, but you all, you do see a lot of people discussing possible side effects online. So, um, you know, there are people, well, first you should know that uh, with a farin, with a, farin a, which is one of the uh, bioactive constituents, it can be cytotoxic in higher uh, in higher amounts, specifically to red blood cells. So you want to be careful of uh, the with a, farin a content. Typically, most. Most sellers of ashwagandha have that one under control, but this is also why you don't want to take so much ashwagandha. Um, you also get people complaining about things like anhedonia and emotional dampening. Um, you know, that may be due to the uh, cortisol lowering and the, you know, over sedation. So it's basically kind of over numbing you. It's kind of uh, relieving stress to the point where, well, now you're not feeling anything. You might just feel kind of like a mush, maybe a little bit too chill. Um, so people people do complain about that, but then some people, that's not a problem for. Uh, so this is really why it's best to cycle on and off. So you don't wanna take ashwagandha indefinitely. You wanna say, I'm gonna take it for two weeks. I'm gonna take it for two months. I'll take it for three months, but then I'm gonna pause. Um, I'm not gonna take a 1,000 milligrams a day. Maybe I'll take a 1,000 milligrams a day for a week and see what happens. Although I would not recommend going that high. There's really no reason to go above 600 milligrams, especially considering that's what's been studied in people. Um, now, uh, now, you also see side effects kind of bleeding into uh, people with thyroid issues, and people who have anxiety complain that uh, have complained that taking ashwagandha has actually made their anxiety symptoms worse, um, and you want to be careful if you're taking uh, specific pharmaceutical medications like SSRIs, anxiolytics, benzi- uh, benzodiazepines, anything like that, uh, because people using that stuff have noted ashwagandha did uh, exacerbate their their um, their symptoms. So really, at the end of the day, like everything else we talk about with nootropics, it's all about individuality. It's all about bio-individuality. You want to make sure you are really setting your foundation with diet, with lifestyle. You never want to rely on a nootropic, especially something like ashwagandha, which can be so potent. You never want to rely on that itself. You want that to get you the last, you know, 10 to 15 percent. That means you have to do the first 85 to 90 percent yourself. You have to get yourself to a point where your sleep is on point, your diet's on point, you're hydrated, you have good relationships, breathing is on point, you're getting light exposure, you're doing all of the things that we know just because of the human body is the way it is that will make you feel good. Now you want to take that to the next level with something like ashwagandha, it will get you there. But if you have haven't covered your your foundational bases, it's going to be hard to get you there. Um, And so I also talk a lot about building that foundation in my video, the top three things to do before taking nootropics. I'll link that here in the video description below um, or in the podcast description below. So with dosing, I think the best dose to do, especially to start with, 300 milligrams up to 600 milligrams, you could even go lower and see how you feel. If you're not feeling anything, bump it up to three, bump it up to 450, bump it up to six. If you're not feeling anything at six, if you're not getting any benefit, if it's starting to make you feel worse, then you have to go revisit that foundation again. What's going on with your foundation? Is your diet not on point? Are you are you uh, eating, you know, toxic food? Are you drinking soda? Do you have a lot of you know high fructose corn syrup, uh, uh, vegetable oils, you know fried foods. Are you not sleeping right? Are you stressed out beyond anything that something like ashwagandha can help you with? Have you done any meditation, any yoga, any exercise? Are you getting sufficient light? All of these things. If 600 milligrams is not uh, is not cutting it for you, then you have to go back and visit that stuff. Um, and personally. Uh, I don't regularly take ashwagandha. I have, and the way that I find it best is to do it later in the day, uh, maybe earliest like one, two o'clock in the afternoon. I would not use it in the morning because again, it can sedate you. Uh, You don't want to bump down your cortisol in the morning. That's when you're supposed to have higher cortisol. And then you know later in the day, as you wanna start kind of relaxing into the night so you can start producing melatonin, it's probably better at that point. And when you stack it, you know, different nootropics you could use it with. Um, there have been actual studies done with ashwagandha paired with Gatu Cola, um, which has similar benefits, uh, especially the anti-inflammatory and uh, anxiolytic benefits. Um, other nootropics that are good with, um, with ashwagandha, bromantane can be really good because that also has anti-anxiety, antidepressant benefits, um, and it's super potent. Um, N-acetyl L-tyrosine, can be a good one to get your brain going to to produce some more dopamine L-theanine would be an interesting one to pair ashwagandha with because that's going to, uh, that is also not so much sedating, but it can make your brain into that, uh, turn your brain into that alpha state, so the more meditative. So you're using ashwagandha to calm the stress, to relax. L-theanine is going to give you a very similar feel, but it's also going to activate the brain. So if you want to still be, you know, cognizant in the afternoon, you don't want to be over sedated, but you want to relax, but you still want the brain to be on. l theanines great for that. And then you're also going to probably find some good success using like a lion's mane mushroom or a reishi mushroom, especially if you're building yourself kind of a later in the day evening stack. Reishi with um, with ashwagandha is great because reishi is also very relaxing. Uh, NSI 189 would be an interesting nootropic to pair with ashwagandha because you're going to get, uh, uh, you're going to amplify the neural growth factor benefits And if you don't wanna mess with building your own stack, I think a great stack that's out there that includes ashwagandha, it's called Testo Lab Pro. So this is a stack that's built specifically to help increase testosterone naturally as it uses uh, muconopurins, zinc, vitamin D, and boron in addition to KSM 66. So that's really all you need to know about ashwagandha. There's plenty more to be said, but uh, this is gonna cover really the basic basis of what you need to know before you start using ashwagandha. And I'd love to know what you think. Are you someone who is interested in using ashwagandha or you have used ashwagandha? What form have you used? What is your story? What is your success? What is your uh, What side effects have you dealt with? Let me know your ashwagandha stories down in the comments below and I'll be sure to respond to all those. Again, if you are looking for the best quality supplements in nootropics and the best nootropic education out there today, head on over to holisticnootropics.com. Be sure to Download the supplement buying guide and I will catch y'all on the next video.